Region 2B Director Wayne Blanchard. I did forget to hit the record button, so we're going to be joining in to the conversation just a couple minutes late, but we didn't really miss much information. So here's our interview with Wayne Blanchard. So I appreciate that. Now, we kind of touched on it, though, but um, we all have a story. What was the reason why you really got involved in the union from when you first started? <laughs> what made you, what impassioned you, or what brought you to get involved and be where you're at today? When I first started, it's it's... It's a, it's a good story, right? I got hired into Unicast, Local 48 in Toledo, Ohio. It was a foundry. And so when I got hired into that facility, I was 19 years old, came back from the military. My dad got me hired in there. What branch of the service were you in? I was in the Army okay, and in reserves. And so when I, um, I came back and, and I got hired into that, to that plant, that foundry, um, all the men that was in there, really, to be honest with you, could have been my dad. There was an older workforce in there. I got hired in, and so, but I came to work all the time, worked hard, and they told me, you know, one of the guys that was a, a union steward said, hey, man, we're going to get you involved in the union, and um, so you can, you can run this union one day. And so I got involved, started figuring out, learning things about the union at that time. And so that was where I first got elected as financial secretary of Local 48. Okay. But that plant ended up closing. And that plant closed in, in 94. So, and I went through a plant closing agreement um, at that time. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty thing to go through, but I, you know, I went through it. And, and then I was blessed with the opportunity to get hired at Chrysler. So I got hired in at Chrysler at Toledo Machining Plant in June of 1996. Okay. So I got hired in there. I was a TPT. Um, I, well, the TPTs at the time, um, we was only working Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. And so I did that for the summer. And then in the fall, September of 96, I got hired on full time. And then I worked all the way up until Thanksgiving period. And then that's, they, they laid us off Oof. back to... TPT status. And so I, I, I like to share that story because I think a lot of our members may get a wrong impression that, you know, like they're the only ones that been through yeah. right. that, that, that cycle. Oh, yeah. So I did my, went back to TPT status for the whole Christmas holiday season in January and February, all the way to March. And then March, I got hired on full time again. But I did have to you know, repeat those 90 days, and, you know, but my seniority is March of 20, I mean, I'd say March of 20, March of 97. Okay. So, but I got June of 96 seniority. Okay. okay. So while I was in there though, cause you wanted to know how I got started. So I was working, I was full time and I had about two years seniority. And so I was, I was getting bumped out of my department. And a guy was doing what, they were doing a transfer. A guy made a transfer to another department, and the company was honoring a transfer to backfill his position. And in the Chrysler agreement at the time, you can't, we call it 66C language. So you can't use a 66C to backfill with a 66C. And so, and I knew that was in there, and I was getting affected. So I went to my steward, I called the steward out and told him, but he was like, oh, once it's on a manpower sheet, it's done. You know, and I'm like, man, but this is a violation. This ain't it. This ain't it. You know, mm -hmm. and he kept telling me. So I went to the committeeman, 
the committeeman heard me, um, and the committeeman said, well, we're going to get it fixed. So the committeeman ended up getting it fixed, and then the steward, you know, the next day came out there, and he was kind of upset, you know. And I just said, hey, man, I, I just asked if you guys, if you get this corrected. Right. Because it's not supposed to happen. And I didn't want to get bumped. Bottom right. line, I didn't want to get bumped. Right. So I know from those experiences right there how important it is to be a union rep in our facilities mm-hmm. and taking our members serious. Because right. that was a personal concern. It was it was my personal concern, but it was a violation of the contract. So it's a violation of the contract. That's our contract, just like I said a while ago, and we need to enforce it. Right. And I felt that he didn't want to enforce it. And then in turn, I ran in the next election. <laughs> hey, but so, and, and I tell you, so I ran in the next election, and I lost by three votes. Oof. But that that sent a message in the in the plant because this this new kid, you know, um, at the time I, I was a little little guy then at, at the time, so I ran for that position, and then with that, we had a special election that was coming up. Because we had a vice president that retired. Okay. And I'm at the union meeting, and I got nominated. Now, I didn't – I wasn't prepared for it. I just went to the union meeting just like – because I always go to the union meetings, and I got nominated. So I ran for that position, and I ended up losing that one by one vote. Wow. It was a plant-wide election, retirees and everybody, and it was one vote. And And I love to tell the story because – it didn't come easy, you know. I didn't. I didn't get handed um, these opportunities. Mm-hmm. I fought for them, and 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 so that's why I, I I don't mind sharing that story. I took a couple of losses, but then I won for delegate, and then once I ran for delegate, I won that election, and then I ran for financial secretary of the local union. I won that election, and then I got acclimated two times, and then I ran for president, and and I won. The election for president. So I had those opportunities, and I tell you this. So I had a retiree that used to be the chair of our election committee, and so she, when she came out and gave those results of the election when I lost by three, she said, "Stick in there, Wayne. Stick in there, Wayne." I said, "Ah, uh-huh. you know how you feeling?" Right. Dejected a little bit. Right. So you know, and then. The vice president election, when I lost by one, she she still said the same thing again. I'm like, like go on, get out of here, you know. Mm-hmm. But but hey, good thing I stuck with it. And yeah. and she would and she was she used to be the chair of our retirees chapter, and so even like up until before the pandemic, every time I was here, she would be like, I'm so proud of you because she said, remember what I used to always tell you. Remember what I used to always tell you. So. That that's that's where it all started at, Mike. That's, that's a pretty inspiring story, actually. That's a the little train that could. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah especially Man. a lot of you, your lower seniority members, you know, sometimes you get dejected by not winning. Right. It's easy, yeah. very easy to get discouraged, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I mean, here's a living example right here. You yeah. just got to stick with it. Keep trying. Uh, that's really cool. I'm sure you were a little bit relieved, though, at first. To get, they kind of threw you in the wolves. <laughs> so you probably like, oh. Yeah, it's probably, oh, that probably worked out good, you know. But, no, nah, it, it it was, you know, you lose an election. It, Especially that you put close. a lot into it, man. Man. Yep. Man. That yeah, was it was so close. It was close. And, and, and the one, that, 
the election I lost by one vote. I used to work on this job on the furnace, and it was three of us on each shift. And the two other people that work with me day in and day out every day, those two individuals didn't come to work that day. <laughs> That's so what that, I was thinking. I'm like, well, those one or two votes, I'm like, yeah. were my friends at work that day? Yeah, because well, I had two friends that took the day off, man. Oh, man. <laughs> we good, though. That is frustrating. <laughs> it all worked out. It all worked out. Yep. Uh, what, I cut you off, Nelson. What were you getting no, ready no, to you're say? You're fine. You didn't cut me off. You okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just knew you were getting ready to say something. And I just want to make sure. The story it. threw you off. It was so inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. But um, it's cool though because it's, it's a story that other members have. You know, it, it's yeah. a great story that uh, it's just sad sometimes some people give up the fight. Yeah, just know? stick with it. Yeah, you kept through it. We all know that. The UAW has been struggling a little bit with organizing. We just wanted to know um, from you what any ideas you have that you think that we could do to be more successful with organizing. Well, how, how have we done as a region? How have we done? Yeah. So, so you got to remember we we've, we've been we're coming out of a pandemic, and 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 one thing about organizing is is that's like one on one contact, and it's so. The difficulty we had with organizing was because of the pandemic. But we have had some successes during this period of time. And, you know, so we, not not like you will always hear me say, like, how good my staff is. Mm -hmm. So my staff um, came to me and and they said, look, we need to to set up some Zooms. They needed a Zoom account and try to be able to communicate with these workers. Mm-hmm. And so we did a, uh, a organizing drive in Van Wert, Ohio, basically by um, setting up Zoom meetings. Wow. And I remember on a Sunday night, we did a Zoom meeting with these workers in Van Wert, Ohio. And, and, I, and I was impressed because our staff, um, I had two servicing reps, I had my education rep, and assistant director, we was all on a Zoom call with these members, and they had questions. And as you know, and just the mere fact that they were willing to participate on a Zoom, because mm-hmm. one of the the fear that um, those new members have is people seeing and knowing who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Not, and they they want to they want to be undercover, so they won't get fired. You know, no no issues happen with them. But they, that, that's how motivated they were, and they kept pushing on us to, to get in there, get in there. And and so we were successful with that. Can I ask, um, what was the, the business that was organized? Um, the, the business that was organized, well, at the time, it was Continental Structural Plastics, CSP. Okay. They, it, was, it was Continental Structural Plastics, CSP Van Wert, when they organized. Now they're local 211. Okay, but I, I tell you, so we we were successful with that. But and, and one of the things that I think we need to do, because you asked about, you know, what can we do and improve on, improve on, um, listening to the listening to the workers. We we need to pay attention when we make contact with these individuals. Listen to their wants, listen to their needs, and make sure that's what we try to we try to provide for them. Um, not go in there and tell them we can make this happen, do this and do that. That's giving false hopes. Right. But, but we, we just got to be straight up and, and be honest with them because, you know, the, these these individuals are taking a leap of faith. 
and a lot of them don't know anything about the organization. So we need people to present the organization in the right manner. Mm -hmm. So not only did you add Zoom to, mm -hmm. to your new organizing efforts, <laughs> but you also added Jamie Teller. Oh, oh yeah, uh, she, local twenty two hundred nine. Yeah, yeah, right. Jamie Teller, our local twenty two hundred nine. Yeah, she she came and she worked with us for about a week, uh, about two weeks. But now she's she's helping um, Vice President Estrada right now, and she's she's helping organize some workers. Um, I think the EV, the EV workers. So okay. she's 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 trying to help um, Vice President Estrada and her organizing activities. Yeah, that's a pretty big effort right there. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be a long, yep, a long drawn out effort for that. <laughs> that's a big, huge battle coming up. Uh well, we, we we have no choice but to win it. Right. Exactly. So we have no exactly. choice but to win that battle. So and, and we we have to we have to get in it. We have to get in it. We had a. We had a retired workers conference today, and that's where I was just at. And and I have a lot of retired workers from local 1112. And that's that Lordstown location when they closed that GM facility over mm -hmm. there. And 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 they demanded to make sure that we we do something over there in that Lordstown area. So they they have Lordstown Motors over there that's been in the infantry infantry phases but hasn't like fully opened yet. Okay. And and but GM and Altium Battery have built a facility like right next door to that to the plant. And that's up and up and running. I think we have I think they have about 100 people on a day shift and 100 people on the on the second shift. And the retirees are are asking are we are we going over there? Are we going to organize that facility? And and the answer is we have to. We have to. They want to because they want to restore their their local. Right. They still attached to the local. They there all the time, and and they also know it's a union town over there, a UAW town. So we owe it to those people and those workers over there to organize. And and if we are successful in organizing, we want to take it to the next step and bring them up under the GM National Agreement. So that's a goal of ours. That comes from the top of this organization, the president of this union. Ray Curry, that's exact his exact words. That we need to organize those batteries, mm -hmm. those battery plants, and all along with that, if they joint ventures with GM, Ford, or Chrysler, we need to organize them and we need to fight to get them up under the, the national agreements. Curry, uh, President Ray Curry, he'll be here uh, tomorrow uh, speaking yes. with us, right? So he'll probably yes. address that tomorrow as well. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite sure he will say something. About not, that. not on the podcast, but in, uh, in, <laughs> yeah, the, in yeah, their yeah. Uh, their meeting. Uh, yes, to cap, not cap. What is it? Leadership leadership meeting. Okay. Yep, leadership meeting tomorrow. Then we have advisory council meetings. Okay. On Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. Now, since you spoke about EVs, though, <laughs> EVs are electric vehicles. As you know, local twenty two one nine is in the ring to obtain EV business. Many of our members under your direction will be impacted by the potential loss or gains of EV business. As director, what is your stance, opinion, and ideas of EVs and their impact on Region 2B? Well, just, just like I was just stating, we, we, we got to organize. But the thing is, so um, EVs are coming, and we definitely need to be a part of that conversation. And being a part of that conversation meaning that we need to, we need to make sure that we organize those, those facilities, whether they're EV assembly plants, EV batteries, 
you know, um, we need to, we need to play a part in that. We, we United Auto Workers, and we we want all auto working auto workers to be up under our umbrella. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, we got the non-union, the transplants, and we haven't been successful there, and we still need to be successful there. You look at we have thirteen auto manufacturing companies in the United States, and we only have three of them organized, right? GM, Ford, and Chrysler. So the, the, the deck is stacked against us. And the only way we can, we can keep moving up is, is we got to take away the competition. Or the competition, we got to have a level playing field. Mm-hmm. You know. But back to the EVs, um, they're, they're coming. You know, the new generation want clean air. Right. And 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 so we we got to be there for them. We have that new generation working in our facilities. And some of us, you know, we 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 come up with little terms for them, like being lazy. They don't want to come to work, but they see things different than us. And and that's something that we, you know, that we got to own. You know, they, they have the cell phones right now. And so they used to getting news and information instantaneously. And and, and so we grew up working in these plants 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And and they're trying to figure out how can I work, how can I have my good time and squeeze in work around that schedule, mm-hmm. you know? And so it, it, right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the thinking of those younger members. So now that also leads to another issue that we need to address and that's education. And and, and so we've been we've been doing a lot in education I have an education rep that won't let me think otherwise, right? <laughs> and uh, and I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at also it. Also from local twenty two oh nine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. From local twenty two oh nine. And and um but you know, and, and but she's right. And and so we, we have to service our members and I have to sometimes tell her because it's a balance that we gotta we gotta have. The servicing reps, they 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 in the servicing rep mode. They want to. They they thinking about negotiating contracts. They thinking about taking care of grievances. They're thinking about the issues that's going on in these plants, and then and sometimes they you know when when Amy and I are talking about education and the things that we need to implement, I gotta we gotta we gotta reel them in, tell them to take off that grievance hat, take off that contract negotiation hat, and then we gotta start at the very beginning. And the very beginning is when, when these people get hired, you know, and we gotta have we gotta get language in these contracts, so we can have new member orientation, new member orientation, and that way we can touch them right at the very beginning instead of catching them after they've been in the plant a year or two. And so, but hey, you guys, I, I can I can go on and on and on. Well, I, I, I want to <laughs> say. Our plant specifically, uh, you bringing that up, and I already know when this comes out, we're going to get comments. Well, I've worked here for X number of years, right, and I haven't gone through orientation. orientation. But it's it's good that it's being addressed, right, and that's what I think we should focus on. Not that you haven't had it, but the region's paying attention to it now. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, so that that can alleviate some of the problems that we have with some of our members, Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so... So everybody can be on the same page. So everybody can be on the same right. page. Yeah, local twenty two and I we do quite a few one on one classes and we see we actually see the impact that they make when we show them about union history, show them what's going on in their union, show them what their rights and responsibilities are. They love it. And mm-hmm. and they're like, 
well, I never had orientation, but this is great. So it'd be great if we can have it at um, in our contract so that it's mandated, so that we don't have to worry about struggling to get classes and come out of pocket for ourselves to generate these classes for our people. Yeah, yeah, and 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 tell you the truth, a lot of a lot of you know we have a lot of contracts that don't have that language, and and so. Um, Region 2B, our staff, we got together in January 6th of this year, the beginning of the year, and the goal was to, to brainstorm to see what it is that we can do as a staff to um, have our members become more involved and take more pride in this organization. Um, we know that some things happened in the past, and and, and that that betrayed the trust of not only our members but even, even the staff. It betrayed the trust of – of many people, and I talk to these retirees today, betray the trust of these retirees that they, they're sweating tears for many years for this organization and believed in it and still believe in it, and and so it betrayed their trust. So we 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 didn't take it we didn't take it lightly of that referendum vote last last year. I didn't. I talked to the staff immediately in December. And I told them right before we left for the holiday that we're going to have a staff meeting January 6th when we get back, and we're going to talk about what just happened. And we got to come up with some ideas because we got to win our members back in Region 2B. That's, that's you know, my jurisdiction is Ohio and Indiana. Right. And so I wanted to make sure that we do what we're supposed to do in Ohio and Indiana. I keep saying the Buckeye State first, you know. You better catch up on that. That's all right. I think I keep on hitting them over the head with that local 22 on anything, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> the referendum, um, the Constitutional Convention's coming up. Are you planning on running again for your current position, or do you have higher, higher ambitions? Hey, Mike. Or are you not planning on announcing hey, that today? I can announce it. I can announce it because rumors have been going around, and, 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 and I – and I appreciate the rumors, and um, and I appreciate that people think that I may be deserving of a of a higher position, mm-hmm. or or just thinking that I may be interested in it. But no, I'm I'm staying here at Region Two B. I'm gonna run for director of Region Two B. Okay. Um, I ran in in September of 2020, and I made a commitment to our members in Region Two B. Then, and I'm gonna stick with that commitment. And I still think that we got work to do here in Region 2B. Okay. So one member, one vote was passed. And pretty soon, they'll have something in place as to how people got to run. How do you think that's going to affect how you run and other leaders run? All right, let me explain it this way. So our members spoke last year. Whether it was 13% of our members, whether it was 100% of our members, um, the referendum passed. And so there's no reason to go back and, and, and say anything negative on that part because, you know, the reason for that is we all know that, that we had some corruption going on in this organization. And our members got upset about it. And they showed us. They showed us. And so with that, we just need to, to follow the guidelines and do what we're supposed to do to win back the trust of our members. And stuff like this will go away. So where where I see it could it can go wrong is if we don't get full participation from our members. Because at the end of the day, that that's what the whole 
driver of the referendum was that our members want want a voice. And and so to have that voice and don't take advantage of it, then that's where I see the that the disadvantages of having it. And as you said, was it, it was about 13%, right? Correct? Yes. And it was a huge divide amongst younger members, retirees on their on their votes. Younger members were for <coughs> one member one vote, members from like 99 and on. And retirees they really wanted to stick with the whole way. So as director, are you gonna try to figure out why there was such a big divide as well? Well, Why with so many diverse opinions and to bring us all together again? So, so and, and that's, that's one of the goals that I had at the beginning of the year, and it's still a goal, to bring everybody together. And, um, and, and I don't wanna separate no groups like that, like this group went this way and this group went that way. And then at the end of the day, we're all UAW. Uh So my thing is, we just got to make sure that we get everybody's addresses right up to date in each local because we had so many factors that took place that could have been the reason why we had that low voter turnout. That was horrible. It was was horrible. Was that across the board, 13%, or was that just in our region, 13%? 13% across the board. They had the ballot delivered to them. I know. And it, and stamped. All you did was put it back in the mail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it horrible. So, so you 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 never know, right? So, but one of the things that we do know that was happening is we had bad addresses, mm-hmm. right? A lot of a lot of um, mail was coming back because um, we we found that out on the on the first test run when they sent out um, those postcards. And so when the postcards went out before the ballots, that's when we knew we had a real problem with with our system. And it's so you got to remember this in the Constitution, um, the local unions are responsible for the membership list. Right. And then that's shared with the international union for that purpose that we just had. Right. And um, and so if the if the local unions are unable to have a good membership list, then we're, we're never going to have a good mailing and, and not blaming it on the local unions. Because there's there's a lot of things that they do at the locals and and everybody's busy, but and some of the owners could be on the members, not giving the correct information to the local, updating their membership, and so it's 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 a lot of factors that we got to look at. A lot of people said that that envelope looked like junk mail envelope, right? Mm. And so people just tossed the toss that stuff in the in the in the trash. Some people just. Didn't want to bother, and yep. that that factor right there. Quite a few people I know, they just like they just feel things ain't gonna change. Yeah, or... and 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 that right there, those are the people we need to get in touch with. Exactly. Yep, we need to get in touch with them because those are the ones that we need to touch, and we let, need to let them know that they're part of something better than what they think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, to, um, like we said, tomorrow. So tomorrow, Region Two B will be hosting the advisory council meetings. Can you tell our membership a little bit about what's going on tomorrow? Well, so really, tomorrow is the leadership, the leadership meeting tomorrow. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, we're having advisory councils. So the leadership meeting is we're bringing all the leadership together in Region 2B. And and we give we give the leadership an update of what's going on in the region. And with that, we have President Ray Curry that's going to be in attendance tomorrow. And we have Secretary Treasurer Frank Stuglin is going to be in attendance tomorrow. And we just share information with 
the leadership of Region 2B. Now, the next two days um, are our advisory council meetings. And so I, I tell you about these advisory councils because this is what's going to build our union back up. If we, these advisory councils, they come here, we, we got members that volunteer their time to be a part of a council. And hopefully these councils, our members coming from the local unions, come to these councils, learn, get information, and take that information back to their locals. Um, we have standing committees in this organization, and, and this is why the UAW rises above most labor organizations. It's because we, we, have, we have these councils, you know, and, and, and so we, we, we have education committee, we have community, well, we're going to start a new community services committee, well, advisory council this week. Good. I was going to ask you um, that, too. Oh, you was going to ask yeah, me? Yeah, because I knew you brought it up last time. Okay, well, because last time, yep, you're right, man, my brother. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that was, but that's that's us listening to our members. You know, our members were, were adamant about why don't we have an advisory council. And so last, last year when we had our last advisory council, that was a topic of conversation. Took that back to the office and um, talked to the staff, and, and we came up with the fact that we're going to, we're going to kick off a com community services advisory council, and and tell you the truth, it's going to be um, according to the registrations, it's, it's going to be populated really well, and 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 but that's that just shows that there was a need to have it, and it's kind of hard for me not to to listen to that because community services is a is a, a is near and dear to my heart as far as taking care of doing things in our community. Mm -hmm. With this organization, you are able to make impacts in your communities, being a part of the UAW. And and I've been taking advantage of that ever since I was elected in 1992. I mean, I said 92, 02, 2002, when I got elected financial secretary. And I've been on boards and trying to make an impact in our communities. And I preached that not only to my friends, but to the region to be staff. I asked the staff to find something that they want, they think that's, that's near and dear to them, they have a passion for, and and I will support them in that, and, you know, because we, we need to make a difference in our communities. And so 2209, I'm talking to the 2209 guys right here. I didn't right? know that was going to come up again. And so, <laughs> so 2209, so when, when you, know, you guys know firsthand, you know, when, when we went on strike, you know, y'all seen how the community embraced you guys, right? That that's just a testament of what twenty two oh nine undid to the community, yeah. and 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 so that's that's what we supposed to do. We not only do we take our members, but we supposed to take care of the communities in which we reside in, and so with that, community services is our tool to do it, and so we, we're we're getting it started, and um and I think you know that's a move in the right direction. And that's part of the reason why I'm staying here in Region 2B as long as the members want me. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot because uh, I, I used to be on community service as well for over 10 years. And it allowed me, being a new hire, being a younger member, to give back to my community. And it meant a lot to me. And our community service here at 2209 does amazing things, especially with this pandemic that passed. Mm -hmm. our, our community service, I mean, they, they helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people on a weekly basis almost. 
feeding everybody. Wow. I mean, it was, it was inspiring and it was just amazing what they do. And it was, it's great that we're having them here now and we're going to have counsel for them. Yes. So that's much appreciated. Yep. Um, I wanted to ask, so for members that don't know, what are these councils? What are they, how do they operate and what do they do? At the local level, right? Mm -hmm. We all, we all got our, our committees, our standing committees. Right. So each of the standing committees, hopefully, um, come to the region to be advisory council meeting for okay. each one. And then as we get together, we can communicate, we can learn from each other. Cause you get, we, you know, our region is pretty big. Right. And so, so you, you think we have a, we may have a member from local 440 that's in Bedford, Indiana, um, attending an advisory council meeting this, this week. And then we also may have a member from, local 1005 over there in Cleveland, Ohio, and they had the same advisory council and, and they may share information and things are different in Bedford than it is in Cleveland, but they can pick up and learn things from each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, that can help our union grow, that can help our members grow. And when we go back to our home locations, we can communicate that. We hope all the chairs take a strong approach of learning and taking it back to the members with fresh full of ideas that they can implement there locally that's really that's a really cool idea yeah, yeah. i am president for uh region 2b's education advisory council and as president i do appreciate your efforts mm -hmm. on uh having our, our organization and committees evolve and move forward yeah because education for a long time was just stagnant and most locals that didn't even staff an education committee you know, it was mainly focused on community service or CAP. Recreation. But recreation, yeah. So I, I appreciate your efforts on ensuring that we move forward and uh, progress and educate our membership. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only way we're going to get our members back. That's the only way they're going to see that they're part of something better than they, than they thought before. Uh, we got to educate our members. We got we to gotta take the time to do that. Um, I have a few reps at, in the Region 2B. And they got they started this saying three uh, T's, three T's, right? <laughs> take the time, take the time. I thought, and, he, was, I thought he was gonna say uh -uh. local twenty two oh nine. Yeah, uh -uh. Amy Richardson man. as a education uh, rep. Man. I'll let you go. I'll, I'll kill I'm him, sure man. I stopped an inspirational <laughs> moment from man, you. So go ahead, I'll say what you were saying again. <laughs> the three T's. Okay, there you go. Take the time, take the time, and that's something that you know, and and. It does have some good meaning behind that. You, when you sit back and look at it, you take the time, and um, and we got to understand our new members. And sometimes it, it may not click right at the very, at very beginning, but you know you you sit back, take the time, and then you you understand where they're coming from. So, but we got we got members, and we got work to do. And I ain't kidding nobody. We got work to do. We got work to do to make sure we win back our members. Um, they got to understand and appreciate what they're a part of. It's something greater than what they think. And in order, in order, in order for us to get that to them, we, we got to show them. We got to show them. We're listening. And I don't know, man, what you guys. Y'all yeah, don't hit me well, up, we're, man. Yeah, we're about. Yeah, we're did you have anything that you wanted to talk about before we left that we didn't cover? Any parting words? <laughs> get a. Hey. Update your membership list. Make sure your address is on file because mm -hmm. we need everybody to participate in this election. All right. I appreciate it. If everybody in Region 2B get out, take advantage of their rights and, and vote. 
and vote. We need that. In order for everybody's voice to be heard, everybody needs to participate in this upcoming election. Okay. So, and, All right. and that's, that's, that's how I roll, man. That's it. Good. <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming and uh, taking some time <laughs> out for us. Hey, man, I appreciate the invite. Like I said, I've I never done this before. And um, I, I know, you know, you was going to give me a hard time, but that's all right. <laughs> you know, we, we, we get through there. <laughs> I know. I think he started it first when he walked in with that little swag walk. And like, oh, I, think, uh, yeah, I was a little surprised when I saw it. And I said, oh, man. You know, but, you know. Who is he, this or the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think he almost choked he's, there. He's bad, man. What is this? He know America's team. He know what America's team is, but I, I, uh, I, I won't, I won't, I won't go too far with it. Right, America's team, and you know, and the Buckeyes, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike, send us off. All right, uh, uh, what we got? Um, all right, everyone, thanks for listening. Thank, thanks again, Director Blanchard, for being oh. here. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, everybody, have a great day. Thank you. All right, thanks, Mike. Everyone, thanks for listening. Thank, thanks again, Director Blanchard, for being oh. here. We really appreciate it. Um, uh, everybody, have a great day. All right, thanks.